Thanks for joining us today. Our church exists to give everyone, everywhere, every reason to know Jesus. You can learn more by connecting with us on Facebook at Journey Fellowship Denton. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy today's message. I want you to take your Bibles with me real quick. And you can turn to Luke chapter 2, where we just were a moment ago. You don't have to be told that Christmas is the biggest celebration of the year. Because if you were in traffic yesterday or if you were driving down the road, you saw uh, the amount of people that are just out doing things. But what I, I'm not sure if you knew is that Christmas is just one of many celebrations that take place in the month of December. I don't know if you knew that. So let me just give you a few, a list of just a few of official things and celebrations that occur during the month of December. Here's just a few of them. You probably missed on December 2nd, National Safety Razor Day. I don't know if you caught that one. On December the 4th was National Dice Day. We're not even going to keep on going on that one. On December the 5th was National Birth Tub Bathtub Party Day. Now, some of you might have celebrated that, I'm not sure. December the 6th was National Pawnbroker's Day. Maybe you, uh, I don't know, took some or went to the pawn shop. I know somebody that loves that place. December 10th was National Day of the Horse. I know some horse folks in here. All right. December the 13th was my favorite, Pick a Pathologist Day. Um, you know, I mean, it's important. It's important. December 16th was... National Chocolate Covered Anything Day. Can I get an amen on that one? Chocolate Covered Anything. I'll take it if it's got chocolate on it. If you miss those days, let me just tell you, don't fret, because you can still celebrate on December 21st, National Humbug Day. I know some of you who will... Yeah. <laughs> They've won awards for this. <laughs> on December the 26th, you can have, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, volunteer some to celebrate this day, National Winers Day. Um, we're not going to list names on that day. And then, of course, December 31st is National Make-Up-Your-Mind Day. That's a good day for a lot of folks to really start, start celebrating Make-Up-Your-Mind Day, December the 31st. You might have missed some of those, but let me tell you something. If you did... Uh, it probably didn't affect your life too much. But if you miss Christmas, it's going to definitely make a difference. Because if you miss Christmas, you have missed one of the most important days in the history of humankind. And I know what you're thinking. You're saying, well, I'm not sure that I'm going to miss Christmas. I mean, you're not going to keep from putting up a tree, and you're going to have the lights, and you're going to have the presents, and you're going to sing Christmas carols. You're, you're going to even probably go to church, but I'm not talking about all of the things around Christmas. I'm talking about the meaning. It's understanding what it, what it means for us as Christians. Now, I know that this message may sound a little bit cliche because every Christmas, every pastor tries to reinforce the same message and that is jesus is the reason for this season that it's christ that's 
the beginning of all Christmas. And we push that. We, we, we want people to understand that, but still, throughout the year and every year, we seem to have to do that because so many people miss that really that point. They get caught up in so many other things. So this morning, what I want to do is I want to remind you in the Scripture that there were some people who, who missed Christmas. They missed it. We can see it in the Scriptures. And then there's some people who didn't miss Christmas. They, they saw really what it was and what it meant that very first Christmas. So I just want to take a few minutes, and I want to just talk to you about the people who did miss Christmas and the people who didn't. So the people that did miss Christmas, the Bible tells us that there were all of these wonderful events surrounding the birth of Christ, angels flying around, signs in the heavens, all types of different unique things. But there were people who were still unaware and they were hostile to the fact that a newborn king had been born. It reminds me of the story, just like having all the kids up here. There was an annual nativity party or a nativity scene with all the kids participating in church. And the kids got up on stage and, and Mary and Joseph made their way up to the, to the innkeeper that was standing there. And the little boy who was the innkeeper, he got nervous and he forgot his lines. And, and he, he, he looked at Mary and Joseph and they asked him, they said, is there any room for us to stay? And he said, sure, come on in. We've got a great place for you. And the little Joseph, the little boy that was playing Joseph, he, he caught the idea. He understood what, what was going on. And he, and he said, he walked in and he said, no way. I wouldn't have my wife sleep in a place like this. Come on, Mary, let's go to the stable. So he saved the whole idea. The problem is, is that a lot of people, they get the story all mixed up. They confuse the story. They, they miss the whole point of what Christmas is really all about. How do they do that? They do that in three ways. First of all, they get to where they have no room for the king. In Luke chapter 2, you see this. It's very obvious. Can somebody name me the name of the innkeeper? Anybody? There's no name for him, and that, and that might surprise you, but the Scripture doesn't even mention an innkeeper. The Scripture only mentions the phrase that there was no room in the inn. Luke chapter 2, verse 7 says this, And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son, and she wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now the question is, is how did they know there was no room for them in the inn? Did the innkeeper tell them, or did... They find out some other way, by other means. Did, did they make an attempt to, to ask for a room and nobody would make any room for them? I mean, how did they discover that there was no room for them? The Bible doesn't say. Maybe there was a no vacancy sign outside. The Bible doesn't tell us. Maybe the innkeeper was very apologetic. Maybe he was, or maybe he was dispassionate. He didn't care. Maybe, maybe the people of the inn refused to scoot over and make room for Mary and Joseph. We don't know, but we do know that there was no room. There, there, there was no way for them to create space for this expectant mother. The point is, is in Matthew's gospel, he makes a, a thorough understanding that even though God himself had come to mankind, had had divided history and sending his son, that even though God came to us, they didn't make room for him. They didn't make room for him because they were too busy. And because they didn't make room for him, they missed Christmas. 
Some people miss Christmas because they hate the king. If you'll think about the story, you, everybody knows the story of King Herod, probably one of the most vicious, cruel individuals in all of the scriptures. When the wise men came to Jerusalem to seek the one whom they had been told was the king of the Jews, they asked Herod about where he might be staying. In Matthew chapter 2, it says, When Herod heard this, that he was disturbed, he was worried, he was upset, he was confused, he was actually mad because Herod, you see, he wasn't a Jew, he was an Edomian, which meant that he was from the lineage of Esau. And Herod had built his life out of political maneuvering and he had become named the king of the Jews according to the Roman Empire. And he saw this coming king as a threat and so he decided that this non-popular, this, this unpopular, very vicious person, what he was going to do was he was going to take care of himself. So in Matthew chapter 2, you see that later he decided he would eliminate all of the boys who were two years old and younger. And he destroyed families and he... he destroyed children for only the reason that he just hated to know that there was a king. You know that today there's still some who miss Christmas because they hate Jesus. They despise the thought of a God that they would have to be accountable to. And so they do their best to try to just get rid of him. And then you have others who miss Christmas because they just ignore the king. John chapter 1, verse 10 says this. It says, And he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Jesus came, and they didn't even recognize him. They didn't even notice him, one version says. You know, there were no headlines in the Jerusalem Post that day that said something like, Night of wonder, God becomes man. There was no headline in the New York Times that said, Savior born to redeem the world arrives in Bethlehem. There was no headline in the Denton Record Chronicle. No headline in the Dallas Morning News. Nothing announced on Fox News or CNN or MSNBC. Nothing was announced. No major news stories. Only a few people actually witnessed the incarnation of, of God. They only witnessed that miracle that night. Only a few people in the world saw the power and the glory of what God did that one evening. I mean, but for most of the world, everything was just normal. They ignored the very event that God divided history. They ignored it. Caesar was still ruling in Rome. The high priests were still in charge in Jerusalem. People went about their own lives, and they lived in their own worlds. And history didn't stop just because Jesus was born. It just kept right on going. Nobody really noticed that something wonderful had come into the earth and something had changed all the course of humankind. People didn't even notice. The world had, be, had ignored the birth of Jesus. You know how I know this? It's because the fact that we don't even know the exact year, we don't know the exact month or even the exact day that marks that birth. We don't know that because the world ignored the greatest miracle that had ever happened at any time. And just like these folks, you could miss Christmas today. You could be sitting in this church this morning as you watch these children and you listen to this message. You could miss the whole point of Christmas. Maybe some of you would say, you know, I don't have any room in my life. I've got a full schedule. My mind is full of all types of things. My heart's full. My life is full. Everything's full in my life. I just don't have time to to squeeze 
God in. I don't have time to squeeze the Bible or squeeze prayer into my life. I don't even have time to squeeze church into my life. Your mind is full of worry. Your mind's full of plans. Your mind's full of thoughts. You don't have room for this loving God who came and gave himself for you. Your heart is full of your own dreams. Your heart's full of your own desires and You don't have room for much consideration about the dreams and the desires that maybe God has for you in your life. You'll miss Christmas because you fail to make room for it. Maybe some hate Him. Oh no, you would never say that. You would never say that you hate Jesus. You would never say that that like Herod did. You wouldn't do that. But you live in your own little world where you sit on the throne and you call all the shots. You like to keep everything the way you like it, and you don't want anybody to change that exactly the way you like it. King Jesus is welcome to come visit your life, but he is definitely not welcome to reign as Lord of your life. You know what? You'll miss Christmas because you refuse to submit to the authority of the king who has come. Some people will ignore him. They'll ignore the Lord like most of the world will do this year. And years past, they will ignore Him because they're a good person and because they have good morals. And they, they even attend church regularly or on, a, on occasion. But they have never taken Jesus' word seriously that says, you must be born again. They just ignore that. They ignore the fact that Jesus is calling them. They know about the story. They know Jesus was a baby in a manger. They know Jesus was a good teacher. They know that that this man was crucified on the cross by the Romans, but they ignore everything of, of the facts that he wants to be more than just a symbol of our life and a historical figure in history, that he wants to be real to us, that he wants to be our Savior and our Lord living within us And our lives reflecting that relationship. So you will enjoy Christmas. You will enjoy the cheer and the hospitality and the holiday sentimentality. You'll enjoy the lights and the presents. And you'll enjoy your food and you'll enjoy your family. But you will miss Christmas because you ignore the most important part of it. So let me take you to the other side of the story to show you the people who didn't miss Christmas. The Bible makes it clear that there were those who experienced the power and the glory of this moment in time. That there were those who experienced Christmas because, first of all, they did make room for Jesus. Even though there was no room in the inn for Mary and Joseph, they were willing, these two people, these two young people were willing to make room in their life for Him. I mean... When you think about Mary's pregnancy, let me tell you something. That filled her life and complicated her life more than you can imagine. It complicated Joseph's life more than you can imagine. Talk about busy. Talk about full. Talk about a mind and a heart full of all types of emotions and feelings. The buzz around town was that the baby wasn't even Joseph's. And guess what? They were right. So Joseph decides to break it off. And then, out of nowhere, he changes his mind. And the buzz got even louder. Nobody really believed, much less understood, what God was doing in their life. 
They didn't see it. They couldn't make room for it. It was safe to say, though, that Mary and Joseph's plans and their future looked quite different than what they saw there that night in Bethlehem. They didn't ask for that to happen. They had other dreams. They had other plans. They had other desires. But they were willing to set all of those things aside so that they could make room for Christ, to make room for Him. And they received Jesus into their lives as God's perfect plan. And that's exactly what you do when you make room for Him, is you receive Him into your life and you allow Him to change those things around in your life and prioritize your life so that you have room enough for Him to work through you and in you and His will can be accomplished through you. There were others who experienced Christmas the way it was intended. They experienced it because they bowed down before the King. You know, tradition says that the Magi, these wise men, who were uh, come from the east, they were rulers in their country. And without a doubt, they made a long journey from, from wherever they came from in the east, in the Persian area. And they, they made this long trek, this journey that took them much, many, many weeks, many months to get where they were going. They had one purpose, and this was the one purpose of the Magi. The purpose was this, that they would bow down before this newborn king and honor them with their gifts and their life. They didn't just make room for him, but they bowed down before the king. Matthew chapter 2, verse 11 says this, talking about the Magi, on coming to the house, they saw the child and his mother Mary, and they bowed down and they worshipped him. They bowed down and worshipped him. That little phrase, bowed down and worshipped, doesn't mean that they just laid down, they knelt down. In the Greek, it means that they actually bowed down their minds and their hearts and their physical bodies before the king. They bowed as low as they could go. Why? Because they wanted this baby to be seen as not just an earthly king, but the king of the universe, the one who was worthy of the glory and the honor and all of the, and all of the majesty that, that, that should receive all of the worship that everyone should give. These important ruling men fought, fell on their faces before this young child and honored him as the king. He deserved to be loved. He deserved to be obeyed. He deserved to be glorified, and they recognized that. And that's why they didn't miss Christmas. They bowed before Jesus. They didn't miss a thing. They understood the point of history. They understood the turning point, the crux of all time had changed, and they gave worship to the Lord because of it. And then finally, there was a group that experienced Christmas because they endeavored to seek the Savior. They sought after Him. You know, God must have a soft spot for shepherds. I mean, because why else would He announce with the chorus of heaven the birth of Jesus to a bunch of sheep herders? I think God's just got a special spot for people who are just ordinary. Can somebody say amen? What's unusual is that these frightened shepherds, they didn't stay in the field. That's what's unique. They left their business to go to Bethlehem and to see this Savior that they had heard about from heaven's portals. They went to see Him for themselves in Luke chapter 2. Verse 11 and 12 says, Today in the town 
of David, a Savior, has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find him. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Notice the angels didn't tell the shepherds exactly where to find him, but they did tell him how they would recognize him. They didn't say, go to this spot and this part of the village, and you'll find this little barn, this little stable, and you'll you'll find the king. They said, look, the sign is going to be you're going to find a child. He's going to be laying in a manger, a feed trough. Humble circumstances. So they hurried off to seek after him, and when they did find him, after the search went on. I'm sure it wasn't just an easy search. They found a child laying just as the angels had said, this newborn king, and they couldn't be quiet about it. They told everybody. They told everyone what they saw in not only the heavens, but in that manger, the child that had been told to them. And they were willing to seek the Savior, and they found him because they were willing to seek after him. That, my friend, is how you'd not miss Christmas. When you seek after what you know is there, it may be challenging, but you continue to seek. And when they find him, they know this is exactly what the angels declared it would be. You see, if these people could experience Christmas in a life-changing way, I believe that we, 2,000 years removed, can do the same. I believe just if, if Mary and Joseph could find room in the midst of their busy, confused, questioning, upset, turmoil, chaotic life, then I believe that we can too. Right in the middle of 2020, we can find that. It may mean that we have to forget about what other people think. It may mean that we have to let go of some of our dreams. It may mean that we have to give God our desires But if you want to experience Christmas, Mary and Joseph, I can tell you from the story, they would say it's totally worth it. It's worth it. If the wise men could crown Jesus as king as he lay in a little manger, then you know what? You and I can crown Jesus as Lord of our life today. You probably don't have gold and incense, and myrrh to bring to the Lord, but you can give Him the greatest gift that anybody has ever given, and that is giving them your life. Surrender your life to Him, because the Bible says that if we give ourselves to Him, that that is the most reasonable act of service, as Romans 12, 1 says. That is common sense. It's common sense to believe that the King of the universe deserves our worship. That's common sense, Paul says, in Romans chapter 12. You can surrender your, your life to Christ wholeheartedly. You can give Him, as the Bible says, everything. And if the shepherds could seek after the Lord in Bethlehem, my friends, we can commit ourselves to seek after Him today. You can make prayer a, com- a, a regular commitment in your life. You can make reading God's Word a part of your daily regimen. You can make following His will and living up to His, to his uh, design for your life. You can prioritize your life in such a way that it will set you on the course that one day you will see this King with your own eyes. You don't have to miss Christmas. You can experience Christmas more powerfully, more wonderfully than you have ever experienced, especially in the middle of this year.
you're willing to make room for him, if you're willing to bow down before him and seek him with all your heart, the question is, is what will your response be? That's the question. As I close this morning, I want to read this story. It's a little bit different, but it kind of makes the point, and it applies it really well to our lives. Once upon a time, there was a great king whose love for his people knew no limits. And though the kingdom was very large, the king knew every person by name. And he was known of giving his subjects all that they needed, and their lives were truly blessed because of it. But one day, the people of his kingdom, in order to show that their love and their appreciation for their king and all that he had done, they decided to have a great celebration to honor his birthday. So preparations for the celebration were made. They were elaborate. No expense was spared. They adorned their homes with lights, with decorations. They, they put expensive ornaments all around. There were parties. There were dinners. There were celebrations throughout the kingdom. All the people brought gifts to their friends. They brought gifts to their family. In fact, the people spent more on the birthday celebration than they did the entire year. When the great day of the celebration of, his, of the king's birth finally arrived, some of his people did not even come. They didn't even celebrate him. They didn't thank him for his goodness and his kindness to them, but to his dismay, most of the people and his citizens, they never came all day to his celebration. The gifts they brought to the king by some were meager compared to the gifts that they gave themselves and others. For the most part, the people who had been so busy with all the celebrations and per personal plans that they had forgotten about the king. Several said that they thought of him, but really couldn't work it into their schedule to go and see him. A few were said to be quite put out when it was suggested that they were actually celebrating the king and that that was truly the reason for the whole celebration in the first place. Those people who did celebrate him were welcomed and they were blessed by the king. But when the celebration was over, once again, he was alone. The king fell to thinking of this vast numbers of people who had forgotten and forsaken him. And he asked, how could they have forgotten me? Had I not loved them enough? Have I not shown them my blessing enough? How could so many of this king's beloved people who had found the time and money for shopping and feasting and partying and decorating and all sorts of celebrations, how could they possibly be so thoughtless, ungrateful, and inconsiderate? Because wasn't the purpose of the birthday celebration originally planned to honor him? You see, if you miss Jesus, you miss Christmas. And it's easy do that i'm no different than you i have family and i've got matter of fact today is a wonderful day shannon you'll notice my family's not here because they're all at the airport picking up seth which i am thrilled at guess that's the military life you get to see him a few times a year and we're so ready but i'm no different 
I have things going on, gifts to buy and decorations that I've put up. But I have to make sure that I have the reason and the purpose behind all of that. I want you to bow your heads with me before we wrap up today. I just want to ask you a question. Do you need to make room for Christ in your life today? I want you to just pause and think about that. Has all the busyness of the season or your schedule or your time or your job, even family events, have they crowded out the Lord? Do you have room in your life? Some would say, I have room for nothing else in my life. Friends, please hear me. If you don't have room for Him, you have nothing in your life to start with. Do you need to surrender your life to Him? Oh, you'd never say that, I hate the Lord, I hate Jesus. You would never say that. But yet, when you don't surrender your life to Him, what you're saying is that I don't love you as much as I love everything else. That I am in charge and that you're not. Is God calling you maybe to seek Him today? Seek the Lord. Maybe this next year it's time to find the Lord fresh and new in your life to seek Him in such a way that you haven't done before. As we pray this morning, my encouragement is that you don't miss Christmas and that you experience the true celebration of what Christmas is all about, and that's wrapped up in Jesus. Not in a story, not in a not in a little cute fairy tale sounding thing that took place with children singing, and, but in the true reality that Jesus, God, himself in flesh and became a man to redeem mankind. That is the true story of Christmas today. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray that, Lord, as we prepare to conclude our service today Lord that you would help us help us Lord in this coming week Lord when we celebrate Christmas together with family or friends or we watch our traditions Lord move past us Lord I pray that God that our traditions and our busy schedules and Lord our our thoughts Lord would not be limited to just ourselves, but Lord, we would remember you. And Lord, I pray that that thought, Lord Jesus, wouldn't stop with us, but it would also be shared to our families and our children. Lord, don't allow us, Lord, to let this generation miss the point of what Christmas truly is. Help us to teach our children, our young people. I pray, Lord God, that you would give us courage, Lord, to tell them what this season is truly all about. Lord, I pray that you would bless those, Lord God, today, Lord, who are considering, Lord, making some changes in their life to have room for you. Lord, I pray that you would help those, Lord God, who are struggling to submit to your lordship. I pray for those, Lord God, who are eager to seek you. Lord, give them courage, Lord, to seek you with abandon. And Lord, may you bless their lives and change them and give them hope and joy in their hearts. We praise you and we honor you. In Jesus' name.
As a tradition, we always conclude our Christmas service by lighting candles together. And so as our worship team sings this song once through, we're going to have candles that we're going to pass out to everyone. Just if you're holding, if you've got kids, just help them with their candle so that we don't have wax all over you and them and everybody else. So if our guys could come and go ahead and pass out the candles. you and treasure come on up here by mom and dad come on up here come on come on treasure can we all stand together Stand my mom.
we light these candles today, I want you to ask the Lord to help you, remind you of this great moment in time. More than trees and presents, lights, gifts, it's even more than carols and songs and coming to church. It's about Him. Don't forget about the light of Christmas. There's only one light. And Jesus said it out of his own mouth. I'm the light of the world. Come all you faithful.
he alone is worthy. Come on, sing it with me. Because he is worthy. For he alone. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy. For you alone are worthy. For you alone are worthy. Christ. Sing it. We'll give you all the glory. Can we take it up? Worship him, church. Come on. We give you all the glory, Christ. One more time. We give you all the glory. Hold on. We will give you all the glory. Come on. Sing it out. Yes, Jesus. We give you, we give you all. celebrate this Christmas. May we be reminded that you are the light. That Lord, in this dark world, Lord, the darkness that we've seen this year, that Lord, your bright, shining light still burns. Not just in the candles that these that we hold in our hand, but brightly in our hearts, Lord, that no matter what the world brings, Lord, no matter what time and history may bring, Lord Jesus, your message that you have come, that our Christ has come. You have come. And your light has pierced the darkness and you have destroyed the works of the enemy, that you have redeemed us, Lord, by your blood, and that you have given us hope, and that you have given us joy, and that you have given us a future, Lord, that you have come to bless us and prosper us, Lord, and that your hand would be upon us as a king who loves his people, Lord Jesus. Let us, Lord, be reminded of your light today. May we not miss Christmas. May we stand and worship and honor you as you are our heart's desire and you are the meaning of this season. We praise you and we give you glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. Thanks for listening to this message. If you were blessed by this ministry, we want to encourage you to share it. And if you don't have a church home, come join us any Sunday at 1030.